Show Me The Money with your host, Jane Luscombe. Decumulation could be described as the art of spending your retirement savings, but not too quickly. Here's Jeremy Cooper of Australian investment management firm Challenger canvassing some differences between the New Zealand and Australian superannuation systems. My topic was uh, what's New Zealand missing and the last thing you guys need is an Aussie up here. Come <laughs> 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 on. So our, our policy said, I mean, you know, it's, it's, What's not, not, um, it's not a given that you have one of those things uh, in a system. Not that you're think super kind of just sits within Treasury. It doesn't, uh, until the Labor, until the uh, Road Labor government, it didn't even have a separate uh, minister. So we now have um, each, each government since then, we've had millions in Australia after all, uh, uh, gets a, somewhere, gets a, a superannuation minister, which is, which is great. But, um, you know, the policy that gets done around super is um, very much down the pecking order, to be quite frank. All the other important things that Treasury's got to do, you know, superannuation is uh, certainly not, not up the top. So, in terms of um, you know, Australia versus New Zealand. I think the fact that there is a retirement commission, that there are reviews, that there is focus, and that we're having a session like this today is not to be uh, not to be sneezed at. You, you ought to reflect on the fact that um, over the water there, um, we, we we just don't have anything like this. And in fact, even the even the way superannuation is regulated is split between three uh, principal regulators: the the tax side, which is very important for our self-managed sector. Uh, but then the day-to-day the -day regulation is split between APRA and ASIC, and it's, it's really, uh, it's really not an ideal, uh, ideal situation. I, uh, I heard earlier that uh, somebody thought, I think it was, it could have been Deborah, uh, thought that the, um, that your, uh, for a couple, that the, your super was worth six hundred thousand. About twelve months ago, I created a real storm in Australia by saying that I thought the. The low interest rate environment had made our age pension. <clears throat> if you wanted to buy one of those from the government, which you can't, but if you wanted to buy a AAA rated, guaranteed lifetime income stream for a couple and you use the appropriate discount rate, which is the uh, longest term Commonwealth government bond rate that, that's available, that was worth over a million dollars. And uh, <laughs> this article had been floating around for a while and then one, one Monday morning the Financial Review decided to publish it, and my mobile phone just went berserk for about three weeks. <laughs> and it was very confronting. People didn't quite understand what I was saying. It was really a point about the, the low interest rate environment being so punishing for retirees. But a lot of people thought it was saying that you absolutely had to have a million dollars to retire on. So you can imagine the um, the hand wringing and, and carrying on. So I, I suppose the point of mentioning that is that retirement is expensive. You know, the whole idea of working uh, for, for say 40 years maximum and then off the fruits of that while paying all the other things that you've got to do in life you somehow build enough capital to sustain you for another 30. It's a very very difficult and expensive uh, exercise. One word of caution I would have for you guys is that I think uh, the success of our system just completely snuck up on us. Now I can remember when I was doing the, when I was chairing the review of the system as recently as 2009-10, when that was, we only had one trillion. Now we've got two. 
You think, well, how does that work? Well, our system's been growing at a compound rate, of, it's been pretty steady, a uh, compound rate of about 13% a year, and you don't have to be a genius to work out that the rule of 72 says that, that in around about seven years, an amount of money like that of 13% will double. So we've, we've really, uh, we've sort of got an embarrassment of riches. We, we just didn't think the whole drawdown, the whole accumulation thing was going to be such a big deal. Uh, the increasing life expectancies have snuck up almost amazingly. So back in 1992, the um, statistical mode, in other words, the most common age at which, which a man and a woman died in Australia was 78. So in the community, that was the sort of expectation that grand and granddad would, would pop off more or less at 78. Over the intervening 20 years, so you come to 2012, uh, that number's gone up by nine years to 88. So that shift and the speed with which it's happened has really, uh, really caught us uh, unaware. So I would, I would caution you. I mean, you can sit here today saying, look, this isn't a problem for us. The balances aren't so big in KiwiSaver. Uh, you know, this is something we can, we can kick the can down the road a bit. I think that's what we did in Australia, and uh, it really has. Uh, it takes a long time, you know, from a from a, uh, a session like this to actually having stuff coming up out of the ground. Although I think you do this better in, in this country than we do, because we've got a much more complicated uh, political process. It takes a lot of time. I talk about, uh, you know, a superannuation year is about five human years. You know, it's, 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 it's a lot of time, and it's an industry that loves talking and not so much doing. Uh, so that's, that's an observation, definitely. I also thought that 5% uh, of GDP now was actually quite a lot to be spending on your superware. Uh, we're only spending about 2.7% of GB, GDP on our age pension, which is relatively more modest you know, compared to our um, community income levels. We're a little bit meaner with our age pension and it is means tested as well. But even when you project out 40 years, we're still saying uh, we'll only be spending three and a half percent of GDP. So I just throw that into the into the mix. The other observation I have is that look, um, you know, a, defined, a funds management model does does not solve all of the uh, the problems that uh, that come up in retirement. I think we heard we heard that being said from a number of, of people today. And the the idea of the pooling of investment risk and pooling of longevity risk and the mortality credit, all of the things that we I guess throughout when we, we abandoned the defined benefit model, those things are definitely still uh, very useful in retirement. Uh, we do need choices. I think Mark Wilson summed this up extremely well. Um, you know, don't compel people to do things and don't keep radically uh, changing the system. You've got, to, you've got to inspire confidence that um, things are going to remain relatively stable. Uh, and I think also uh, I'd observe that for most people, some degree uh, of annuitisation as, as part of the overall package um, of things, particularly when you get older. I, mean, I, I thought uh, I thought Deborah's presentation today was excellent. If only half of Australian advisors, uh, you know, went through uh, the exercise of showing people the, an average outcome, a good outcome, and a poor outcome, and it, it sort of explained to them the range of outcomes would be would be miles uh, in front of where we are. But I did reflect, you know, as as people age, their ability to be interested in those conversations so just the whole drama of all this just becomes um, you know more and more wearing as people get older just how interested uh, is someone who's, who's approaching 90 in, in these kinds of things and what sort of solutions have we got to deal with uh, 
cognitive decline, and not not so much even not, not even medical cognitive decline, but just the fact that you know how many times do we have to to relook at all these complicated numbers? I've got I've got other priorities in my life, and so on, and that is a, a situation perhaps where a combination of of technology and, and product can uh, can help us. Another difference between our food systems uh, is tax, and I guess we have. Uh, you, you heard me say that we went on the back a little bit, only for very wealthy Australians, but we've certainly created some pretty strong incentives for people to put uh, their savings into super, particularly when they can um, they can they can both draw it out and enjoy income on it completely tax free uh, in retirement. So I just make that uh, observation. Also in Australia. Uh, you know, we've had some great success uh, with, with very big and dramatic public policy campaigns. Uh, smoking, you know, we've done some of the most aggressive things in the world around, uh, around getting rid of smoking. Both parties uh, at the moment are talking about a, a world in 2020 when a packet of cigarettes is going to cost 40 bucks. We've got rid of branding. Uh, there, you know, there's virtually nowhere in public you can smoke anymore in Australia. And the point of me saying this, uh, along with our sort of skin cancer campaigns, that I think a life expectancy campaign is the next big one because Australians just don't understand the risk that they've been given in this system where really you know you, you look after your own retirement savings. Our um, survey work that we do through a, a body called the National Seniors Association, which is an over 50, so pretty large organisation and we get them to do an annual survey for us and we design the questions and so on and we did one a few years back and we found that 50 year olds underestimate their, their life expectancy by an average of seven years. So in the, you know, at 50 the, the theory is you're pretty engaged, you know that retirement's coming, you're sort of, you know, you're, you're perhaps seeking advice, you're looking at how much you've got and, and to think that you're underestimating the task that you've been given by an average of seven years is a pretty big problem. Now that, that gap narrows, so by the time people are in their 70s, they've got a, a much more accurate handle on, on how long they're actually gonna live, but of course by that time, their levers, the tools that are available to them to actually do anything, they're already in retirement, they've gone. It's the, it's the 50 year olds that we need to get to, and I think um, some, some sort of, you know, it's a difficult topic, death, uh, <laughs> Not, uh, not something a lot of people want to talk about, but uh, in, a, in a society, and yours is the same, where you know, this risk is, is, uh, has been devolved uh, to the general population, I think, uh, you know, as a public policy idea, really driving that point home about just how much longer we're all, all living is, is important. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for another Show Me The Money. Produced by the Commission for Financial Capability, helping Kiwis build wealthy lives.